you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Um, today, say today, not today. Today, not today. We want to learn, want to learn a bit about uh, vows. About what? About what? Vows. Generally, what we know are wedding vows. When they talk about vows, people think about wedding vows. What are the kind of vows? People just know about what? Wedding vows. But that's not the only kind of vows that exists in the Bible. Say the power of the vow. God uses vows to move situations. God has provided the vow as a means of getting out of a crisis. If you are in a crisis or you're facing an impossible situation, you can make a vow with God and God will get you out of that situation. A vow is different from an oath. A vow is different from what? An oath. An oath is you going to say, I am a witness to this. I attest that such and such is true. I swear to you. A vow is God's credit system. Say credit system. Say credit system. Is God bailing uh, bailing you out in advance on your promise to pay later god bails you out in advance based on your promise to fulfill later
A vow can be made by an individual, by a family, or a group of people. An individual, a family, or a group of people can make a vow. It is one of the most potent systems that God has put in place to bail his people out. Sevao. 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 When you are in a crisis, when you are facing an impossible situation, when you are facing an uncertain future, you don't know what, you, what the future holds for you. You are facing an uncertain future. You're facing an impossible situation. You are in deep, deep trouble. Life-threatening trouble. You can go to God and make a vow. And God will come through for you. God respects vows. God does what? Respects vows. Right from the book of Genesis, Genesis 28, verse 20 and 21 says, Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going, and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on, so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. That was the first vow. What was the first vow? The Lord shall be my God. Next verse. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house. That was the second vow. Number three. And all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. That was the third vow. Jacob said, I'm in trouble. In this time, he was running away from his brother Esau. 
He had collected the birthright. You understand the story? Because of time, I won't go into it. And he slept somewhere in the land of Uz, Luz. But he later named that land Bethel, the house of God. And he had a dream. And in that dream, he saw the heavens opened, there was a ladder, and angels were descending and ascending. Then he got a revelation that this is the house of God. Then he put a pillar and anointed that pillar to make an altar. And then he made a vow. He said, I vow today, if God will be with me, if God shall give me provision, so you can make a vow when you have no provision and you need provision. If God will give me what to eat, if God will give me what to wear, am I talking? And in the economic situation we're having now, we need God to do this for us. If God will give me what to eat, if God will give me what to wear, if God will protect me and return me to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. This altar that I have raised, it shall be the house of God, or we have made this vow. This shall be the house of God for me. And of all that God gives me, I shall give a tenth back to God. So Jacob had a revelation of tithing before the law. This was before the law was given. Eh? In fact, this was over, over a thousand years before they gave the law. Before Moses came and gave the law. So if you say, oh, tithing is of the law. How, how did Jacob know about it? This was before the law of Moses. He said, from what God will give me, I will give a tenth back to him. And Jacob made the vow because he was facing an uncertain future. They are threatening to fire you. you they have told you, you have Six months to live, then you die. They have given you a scary medical report. If you go to chapter 31, Jacob began talking. He says, I had a dream last night. And in the dream, the Lord told me, I am the God of Israel. I am the God of the pillar that you raised. So Jacob looks like he forgot about this. After about 20 years, God came to him in a dream to remind him. God takes vows seriously. God said, it is now time to go back to your people. Go to where you put that pillar. The, God, the, the, the vow we made when you are putting that pillar, it is now time to fulfill it. Ah. I think our media team have so much faith in our laser vision. 
Okay, I can read it to you. Then God said to Jacob, Ara- dun, dun, dun. Father, we pray for media. In the mighty name of Jesus, whoever is showing us scripture. Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. And make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who are with him, Put away foreign gods. I want uh, chapter 31. When Jacob was talking to Laban, he wanted to leave. God reminded him, I'm the God of that pillar. God takes vows serious, very, very seriously. When you vow, when you are in trouble, God will come through for you. But when now you, you know, human beings have this tendency. We say all kinds of things when you're in trouble. We promise the heavens and the earth. God, if you get me out of this, I'd be sweeping the church every Wednesday and Thursday. And you say, yeah, God, God. And then God will say, okay. He comes through for you. Then now you get a big job and you get nice suits and then you forget. You start seeing like sweeping the churches for other people. You start bringing trouble to your leaders and what. Then the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your family and I will be with you. Next verse. So Jacob said, okay, I'll have to look for it myself. Am I talking? Say, God takes vows seriously. God takes vows seriously. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, the Bible says, if you vow a vow to God, make sure you pay it. Make sure you pay it. Don't say to the messenger of God, it was a joke. Don't say, I didn't mean it. You know, I, I was in trouble. So, you know. God, take. that's why today, we, first of all, you must repent. You must do what? Of all the vows you made before God and you have disregarded it. When you are in trouble, you made a lot of promises to God. When God came through for you, you immediately forgot about it as if it was nothing. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, not for chapter 8. Chapter 5, verse 4. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. Next verse. Do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin. Nor say before the message of God, it was an error. Why should God be angry at your excuse and destroy the work of your hands? So when you make a vow to God, and when it comes to time to fulfill, you start doing like this, like this. 
God gets angry with you and destroys the work of your hands. Because when God has come through for you, he has given you, it's like you have gone to a bank, you have taken credit, and now when it is time for paying, you want to do like this. What does a bank do? You get auctioned. You get what? God also does this. He destroys the work of your hand. He auctions you. They are here. They are here. They are here. Proverbs chapter 25. It says, do not be hasty to make a vow to God. Do not make a hasty vow. You're driving on the road and you know you don't have a driver's license and you see policemen stopping people. You make a quick prayer. Say, God, if you make these people not see me and I just pass through and they wave me on, from today, I'll be waking up at four just to praise your name. And God comes through for you. When it is your turn, they say, boy, wave, pass on, pass on. Say, hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> that same night you forget. Do not make a hasty vow before the Lord. It's a trap. The Bible says it's a, it's a snare. Proverbs 20 verse 25. It is a snare to the man who devoted that which is holy and after, vows to, and after vows to make an inquiry. Okay, can you make it an English that you can understand? Don't trap yourself by making a rash promise to God and only later counting. Uh -huh. When it is now time to fulfill the promise, it is now too expensive. It is too much. But you made it when you are in trouble. You made it hastily. You made it hastily. The book of Psalm, Psalm 66, Psalm 66, says make sure you pay your vows to the Lord that you made through your lips when you were in trouble. Make sure you pay your vows to the Lord that you made through your lips when you are in trouble. Now I come to your temple with burnt offerings to fulfill the vows I made to you. Yes, the sacred vows that I made when I was in deep trouble. When in trouble, you made a vow to God. Now come back and pay those vows.
When do you make a vow? One, when you're facing an impossible situation. So don't make a vow for everything. Oh, I'm going for an interview. God, I vow. Oh, I'm not sleeping well. God, I vow. Oh, my stomach is rumbling. God, I vow. No. You don't make a vow for everything. You make a vow when things are serious, when you have, it's a life and death affair. This thing has gone on for 12 years. It's not moving. You make a vow when you're facing an impossible situation, when you're facing a life and death affair, if God doesn't come through, you will die. You have been diagnosed with cancer stage 5. Is that stage 5? 4. You have been diagnosed with cancer stage 4. They told you in less than one year, you will die. And you don't want to die. You know, there are some people that are told like that and say, Hallelujah, I've been longing for this. If you actually don't want to die, you go to God with a vow. If you're facing barrenness, you're facing what? Barrenness. You go to God with a vow. If your enemies have surrounded you and you have no way out, you go to God with a vow. The book of Numbers, I think, chapter 31, the Bible says, and Israel vowed a vow, said, if you will give these people into our hands and you will defeat our enemies for us, then we shall praise the Lord all our days and the Lord shall be our God. And God came through for them and they defeated their enemies because they made a vow. Say the power of the vow. Say the power of the vow. Say the power of the vow. Numbers 21 verse 2. Then the people of Israel made this vow to the Lord. If you will hand these people over to us, we will completely destroy all their towns. The Lord shall be our God. In scripture, ladies that were facing lack of the fruit of the womb, they always made a vow. Hannah, the mother of Samuel, she didn't have a child. And Penina, her co-wife, was always mocking her. So she went to the temple of God and made a vow. 
said, if you will give me a boy child. This is the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, I think. If you will give me a boy child, I will give him back to you. If you will give me, if you will save me from this shame, from this embarrassment, from this situation, and give me a boy child, I vow I will give him back to you to serve you all his days. First Samuel chapter 1 verse 11. And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son. She didn't ask for a baby. Just for a son. A male child. Then I will, I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. He'll be a Nazarite. So the problem that could not move for Hannah, when she made a vow, that God came through in that problem. All the years she had been praying every year in the temple. Every year, every year, every year, every year. Nothing was moving. The time she made a vow, God woke up. I said, I've had a vow somewhere. And God sent Eli to speak into that situation. And nine months, everything had turned around. When she fulfilled the vow, and gave Samuel to God. Then she got other children. Is that okay? Is that okay? So when you're facing an impossible situation, you have prayed, you have done everything, and nothing seems to be moving, go to God with a vow. Go to God with a vow. Jonah was in the belly of the fish. Jonah chapter 2 verse 9. Jonah was in the belly of the fish. He prayed and prayed and prayed. Nothing moving. Then the Bible says, then Jonah told the Lord, I will, he made a vow. Say, I will pay this vow. God, I promise, I will pay this vow that I have made. Bible said, then the Lord spoke to the fish. Jonah chapter 2 verse 9, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Jonah banange. All media team, tomorrow you must be in for prayers. You need it. I need all the, what do you call this? Roll call for media. All of you must attend prayers tomorrow. Tomorrow is prayer for workers. Eh? Nobody in media must miss. You are off. Next verse. The 
Bible says after that, now I can't depend on media. It says after that, the Lord spoke to the fish. And the fish vomited Jonah out. I normally have a question. What if Jonah didn't make a vow? He would have died inside. And then, okay, we understand the media. They went with me to... They are tired. They have not slept. They have traveled the whole night. They came by road. Eight hours travel. From Bungoma. They have been traveling the whole night. They have just arrived this morning. They have not slept. So you excuse them if they confuse Jonah with Job. Eh? <laughs> Media, we excuse you because you've been traveling with me. You came by road. We excuse you. Verse 10 said, Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah onto the beach. Why didn't the Lord order it before? There was no vow. There are certain things that don't move. Until you promise God something. You take your heavenly credit. You go to heavenly bank and say, I need this credit now. I will pay it later. God have mercy. You will pray and pray and pray. But there are certain impossible situations. That God has put the principle of the vow as the only means of moving it through. The power of the vow. Everybody's thinking on their heads, okay, okay. Hmm? I need to vow, I need to vow. Don't take your vows frivolously. They're serious things. Hmm? They're what? If you take a vow out before God and you start dealing like this, like this, your problem will no longer be the devil. It will be God himself. God will move the devil out of the way and say, let me deal with this one. It's too stupid. Say, the book of Ecclesiastes says, God has no pleasure in fools. Somebody who takes out a vow before the God of the universe and then starts fudging around when it's time to fulfill. God said, this is a fool. <clears throat> say, me, God, I left all that I was doing on your word. I came to fulfill your request because you made a vow. Now it is time to get my own. You are behaving somehow. Even you, how would you feel? You know, a lot of people are like that when they are borrowing. Have you seen people when it's time to borrow money? I promise you, in two weeks, I'm paying back this money. I will pay. And the interest is... Uh, 15%. Or you want 20. If you want 20, I'll put 20. So you put, uh, you trust them. You give. The day of paying, 
this little money, you keep bothering my life at it, unless it's like it's the end of the world. This is, it's only 20,000. What is 20,000? The day they wanted it, that 20,000 was life and death. Eh? When it is time to give it back, it is small money. You are bothering their life. You are calling, they're calling. I will call you back. Why are you calling as if I've killed somebody? It's just 20,000. I've not killed anyone. But when you are looking for it, I might talk. The way you feel when somebody is refusing to return your money is the way God feels. If you, you feel like somebody is taking you for granted. Is that okay? I said, this one thinks I'm a fool. I gave you in good sense, in good, with a good heart. Now it is time to get back. You're doing like this, you're doing like this. It's just that human beings can take a gun and shoot someone, but God can do something. They're here. The book of Deuteronomy says, when you have taken out a vow before God, make sure you pay it. God is, not, God is nobody's fool. So this is not something to enter into lightly. Don't take out a vow that you know you're not going to fulfill. It's better you don't have vowed at all than to touch this area like a fool. Is that okay? Can we agree on that? Because I know a lot of young people are here. Now, if they hear a vow tomorrow, they are made five. I vow, I vow, I vow. And then now they are not fulfilling and then your life begins to dry up and now I have a problem because now I, have, I must pray for you extra. We are praying, we are praying, nothing is moving. Kube, you made a vow. Now I must go into the prophetic. I must look in the spirit. What is the problem? This one made a vow, they are not fulfilling. They even forgot the vow. Papa, nothing is moving in my life. Nothing is moving. Okay, I bind the devil. Every territorial spirit, I bind. I say, the problem is not the devil. The devil is looking at me. Why are you binding me? I'm innocent of this matter. How do I enter into this uh, negotiation? This one has not paid vow. So we are binding, we are losing, we are doing what? We are jumping up and down, we are doing Kumbe the bagger didn't pay vow. God is the one fighting them. The bank has come to auction. Is that okay? So I'm, I'm saying it's a serious matter. My point is this, it is a serious matter. It's not something you enter into willy-nilly the way you want. Every time you wake up, you make a new one. As, uh, as, the, as long as the sun and moon, sky, summer and winter, wake up in the morning, I'm a cover. Ukijikwa, in your bedroom, there's no power, electricity, blackout, you knock your foot, I make? No, no, no. You must consider. When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it. Deuteronomy 23, verse 21. For the Lord your God will surely quiet of you. 
and it will become sin to you. It becomes what? Sin to you. It becomes sin in your life. That vow. So as we are trying to pray, 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 kumbe, you are like Achan. You are holding something belonging to God. They are here. They are here. So today we want to pray and repent. Is that okay? Because the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed at Calvary is sufficient to wipe out all the handwriting that is against you this far. Is that okay? So that we ask Jesus by his blood to wipe out all the vows that you had made when you are in trouble. When you are in the world, you did nonsense. And now you didn't want to be caught. Say, oh God, oh God, oh God, I vow. You went out to a club. And then your father called, where are you? Nico, I'm at my friends. But you know you're not at your friends. You say, God, let not my father discover. Let not my, I vow. If they don't discover, I will serve you. You forgot. <laughs> God helped you. And then, you forgot. But God is requiring it of you. Now it is holding your life. The blood of Jesus will come through for you today. In the precious name of Jesus. 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 Sit down. Vows makes God do extraordinary miracles that he would not otherwise do. Vows will make God to do for you on your behalf. Extraordinary miracles that he would otherwise not do. When you make a vow, God comes through in a special way for you that you would otherwise not. The book of Psalms, I think chapter 76, says God will cut off the princess when somebody makes a vow. When you make a vow, God will fight your enemies to make sure whatever you asked of him is done. God will come and cut off the princess around you. All the demonic forces that are holding you, because you made a vow, God goes to war on your behalf. Imagine now God does all that, and then after that you forget, because now money has come, you're happy, they promoted you, you're driving a nice car, you forget. Psalm 76, 11 to 12 says, Make vows to the Lord your God and pay them. Let all who are around him bring presents to him who ought to be feared. 
He shall cut off the spirits of the princes. He's awesome to the kings. He's awesome to the kings of the earth. So when you make a vow, God fights the spiritual battle for you. He cuts off the princes around you. The book of Job. Now we are in Job, eh? <laughs> My media people. The book of what? The Bible says, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. Now, a lot of us have been doing a lot of decreeing things. But before that, before you start decreeing things and expect it to be established, the Bible says, you shall pray your prayer and you shall pay your vows. After you have paid your vows, then now you can decree a thing. And the thing that you have made a vow on, it is that, that one that will be established for you. You don't just decree anything. You decree the thing you have put a vow on. Job chapter 22, verse 27 says, You will make your prayer to him, he will hear you, and you will pay your vows. After you have done that, then now you shall declare a thing, and then it shall be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. So if you want to declare a thing and you want that thing to be established for you, pay your vow. Pay your vow. Jesus said, when you have made a vow, do not forget to pay it. Jesus. Because you might say, no, 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 that's Old Testament. Jesus has now come. He's died. We cannot make, it's just the name of Jesus. No, no, no. Jesus said, when you make a vow, make sure you pay it. The book of Acts, chapter 18, verse 18. The Bible says, an apostle, apostle Paul shaved his head. Why? Because of the vow that he had made. Apostle Paul, the one who wrote two-thirds of the grace gospel, he shaved his head. Why? He'd made a vow. Acts chapter 18, verse 18. So Paul still remained a good while. Then he took leave of the brethren and sailed for Syria and Priscilla and Aquila were with him. He had cut his hair off at, the, at Cochrea for he had taken a vow. Paul had made a vow. And to fulfill that vow, he cut his head. His hair. <laughs> cut his hair. <laughs> he cut his hair off. If you go down to verse 23, you'll see Paul took another vow of the same book of Acts. 
In that book of Acts, there are people who bound themselves with a vow and say they will not eat until they had killed Paul. The people who are taking vows to kill others. Say that they, the brethren, they bound the Jews, they bound themselves with a vow. Say we will not eat until Paul is dead. I don't know what happened because then Paul lived for a long time. <laughs> Paul lived and lived, even went to Rome. And when it was day, some of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under oath, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed. Ah. So if Paul lived 20 years, and these people had already made a vow to God, I don't know what they did now. Anybody making a vow to kill you, they will die of hunger. In the name of Jesus Christ. Anybody refusing to eat so that you will die. You will live long and declare the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. In the mighty name of Jesus. Sit down. This is New Testament. Jesus has died and resurrected. They are making vows. On to close. How do you make a vow? One, consider your vow carefully before you make it. Make sure the vow you're making, you are in control of the things. Don't make a foolish vow of things you're not in control of. There's a man who made one of the most foolish vows in the Bible. His name is Jephthah. His name is who? He was a judge in Israel. His enemies had surrounded him. They were all about to be annihilated. Then he said, Lord God, I am going out to battle. If you give me victory in this battle, when I come back, the first thing that comes out of my gate, I will give you. Ah. Eh? Ati? So God had him. God did his part. He went and won the battle. So he was coming. They were celebrating. They have won the battle. When they were coming like this, the doors opened. And what came out? The daughter. Not just the daughter. The only daughter. The man who goes, What, What entered my head to make this kind of vow? So the daughter thought she was coming, celebrating with tambourine to welcome the father. He said, oh, my daughter. The man said, you have killed me. (laughs) You have? (laughs) Don't be like this man. Don't make a vow promising things that you don't have control of. No, the man thought the first thing would be a sheep or some goat or a servant. 
or somebody of no consequence. His only daughter. You cannot play God. <laughs> you think you're playing God, God as Joker. You think you're playing chess with God. God plays 5D chess. Am I talking? You can't play God. And Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hands, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the people of Ammon, I think he was thinking of his wife. <laughs> The man was tired. He said, hey, if they let all of them come, I'll deliver them to the Lord. You can't play chess with God. <laughs> Whatever comes out or his enemies, eh? maybe he didn't like one uncle. So when he was making this vow, he was targeting an auntie. Let this one be the first one to come out. I can donate to the Lord. <laughs> He had targeted his brother-in-law. Then it would be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. He had targeted. <laughs> this man was playing chess with God. God plays for the chess. He was targeting his enemies. He looked at somebody's land. The only way to get land, offer this one as burnt offering. Then I'll take the land. <laughs> only for his daughter to come out. Hey, daddy, daddy, daddy. Say. Next verse. So Jephthah advanced towards the people of Ammon. Okay, can you go back when he was coming back? He won. He went and the Lord delivered them into his hands. Okay. Let's go to where now he, the people, somebody's coming out. It's okay, media traveled with me from Bungoma. It's an eight-hour journey. So I have a lot of grace for media today. In Jesus' name. Amen. You see, I'm not ranting. I'm not even quarreling. We love media. They're excellent. S sound is excellent. Everything is excellent. I'm very happy you came from Bungoma. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with timbrels and dancing. And she was his only child. Beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. Don't play with God. God plays for ditches. Next verse. And it came to pass when he saw her that he tore his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low. <laughs> in Nigerian movie they would say what you have killed me oh yeah. <laughs> you are among those who trouble me <laughs> some daughters here are among those who trouble me For I've given my word to the Lord and I cannot go back on it. 
God will require your vow of you. So don't make a vow of things you have no control of. Is that okay? Don't make what? Evil people, occultists, they understand vows. In fact, majority of occult activity is based on what? Vows. You go to the shrine, to the altar, and you say, I want wealth. How much? I want wealth. Um, a billion, 100 million, 500 million dollars. Okay. What are you willing to pledge? What is your vow? If you give me this wealth, I will give my son. Okay, you don't choose normally. The people choose for you. So you go and say, okay, are you willing to give anything we ask? They say, yes, drink this blood. I'm not talking from experience. I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Drink this blood. Walk naked here. Jump around this. Sleep somewhere for three days. We'll do whatever. Cut your flesh. Okay? See, now we have entered into an agreement. We shall begin to do what we agreed. Then we will come and inform you what you must give us. Okay? Okay. You go. Cha, cha, cha. You're happy. Business starts working. What? What? Cha, cha, cha. Then the day comes eh, to fulfill your vow. You are sleeping. Again, I'm not talking from... Uh, I'm just reincarnating Nigeria movie or something. You are asleep. They appear. It is time to do what? To fulfill vows. And they don't go for frivolous things. They go for the things that touch your heart. They go for the things that touch your heart. Either your firstborn son or your mother. And you can't substitute. You can't say, can I give the one for my neighbor? <laughs> it comes... <laughs> It must be, you must feel it. And they, they ask for something until all that wealth loses taste for you. You look at it and say, now what was I looking for in these things? I don't want, I'd rather go back to where I was. I don't want. They say, you have already taken. You must now give. <laughs> Consider your vow carefully. Don't make a vow of anything you're not in control of. Two, don't make a vow you know you cannot fulfill. Don't make a vow no, you cannot fulfill. You are addicted to smoking. This is a spiritual addiction and physical addiction. He said, God, if you do this for me, I'll quit smoking tomorrow. You can't. You need God's help. You need God's help. If you could quit smoking, you'd have already quit by now. 
So you don't make a vow that you know tomorrow you'll break and then now you have to go to God and start crying again. Lord, if you give me this job, by next week, no smoking. So you try, 10 days, you're passing by the shop, your body is behaving somehow. You're looking at the thing, you're walking, so you're almost being knocked by vehicles. By the second month, you say, ah, let God do what, to do what he wants to do. <laughs> then you say, oh God, I'm sorry. It's just this once. Okay, forgive me again. Now we are back now. I'm now quitting again. This nonsense. Don't make a vow for things that you cannot you know you cannot fulfill. You have tried thus far. You have been defeated. You are looking to God to help you. And now you are promising God you are now going to do it. Your stupidity is doing press-ups. Number three, don't make a vow that involves other people without seeking their consent. Oh God, if you do this for me, me and my family, we shall move to Kisumu. What's wrong with Kisumu? <laughs> you have not talked to your wife? You have not got any consent? You are making your own vows because you are in trouble. Your boss wants to sack you. Then God saves your job. Then now how to tell your wife that you are moving to Kisumu? Kizungumkuti. Because your wife is from Muranga. She has no interest in Kisumu at all. The father she has gone is here Limuru. Hey baby. You start, Majina. <laughs> hey, sweetie. How are you? You are the only waru in my there. Your wife knows you. I say, what do you want? And you start talking such names. I know you want something. What have you done? I will not forgive you this time. <laughs> she knows you. Okay, don't make vows that involve other people without their consent. Am I talking? Am I talking? Consider your vows. Don't make vows hastily. Don't make vows that are beyond your control. Don't make vows that you are aware that you will not be able to fulfill. Don't make vows that belong, that involve other people. And you have not sought their consent to make such vows. Number four, 
Sema shuzema maya. Nina nina nana nado. Vows are made at altars. And the way you've made the vow is where you'll come to be fulfilling it. In the name of Jesus. When you make a vow, write it down. Write the date and put a reminder so that you don't have to depend on God to remind you that you made your vow. A vow is not just about money only. I know it says there, pay your vow. But a vow is not just about money. A vow can be, you can make a vow to fast a certain number of days. You can make a vow like Hannah did to give back what God gives you to. But I am, I am serving God because my mother made a vow. I told you the story. Eh? And says, if you give me a boy child, the next one, I will give to you. That's why God called me. Is that okay? When I started working, I was a high school teacher, an untrained one. We used to, they're called UT. My first salary was 8,000 shillings. Hey, you people know my story. Elfunane. Then I made a deal with God. I made a vow. I said, God, me, I'll serve you. With all my heart, with everything I have, you take care of my finances. Nobody here knows the businesses that I do. I don't tell you. Because if I told you, you'd get jealous. Is that okay? God has come through for me in the area of business. I stopped talking about it. Say here. And God has done his part of the vow. That's why even if I'm in Bungoma, I must be here. Why? So that I can do my part and serve him. Is that okay? There's no day you've heard that I miss church. I'm lying in bed. I'm sick somewhere. You've been here six years? How many have known me for more than six years? Some have known me 10 years, 15 years. Have you ever heard somewhere that I missed service because I was unwell? I'm admitted somewhere. I've missed service to God because I'm serving some other things. No. By God's grace, I'm here to do my bit for the kingdom of God because we made a vow. Is that okay? What is it that is refusing to move in your life? Which enemies are surrounding you? Consider carefully and make a vow. Make what? A vow. This one vow we are going to meet to make all of us that the God of duty shall be your God. You're going to make that vow. Is that okay? Why? So that I can catch you. 
since I'm clever. So that you'll not bring me any trouble at all. The day you come, yang, 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 I say, remember the vow. When you poured oil on an altar. Is that okay? That will make my work very easy. Uta nilete ashida. Kukuja na chomua vaho. Vaho vaho. Papa, I'm so angry. Vaho vaho. Man, I'm clever. This, this revelation from on high. Glory to Jesus. Is that okay? Okay. 